Algar Productions. And now, the continuing story of Contentment Corner. Starring Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett. I think people are too cynical. Our government is here to help, and the people elected Mr. Reagan to do a very difficult and extremely thankless job. I say we give him the benefit of the doubt. He's just looking out for us, but it's a big job, and he can't be everywhere. We also need to look out for each other, on a grassroots, community level. And that's why I got into media, and radio specifically. Coming to this small town, I feel like I could really make a difference. Keep the people entertained and informed programming of local interest, community outreach. Which community exactly are we talking about? Sir, you are speaking to Mr. Aaron Fawcett, the new program director of SVFM affiliate in Contentment Corner. Well, Mr. Aaron Fawcett, Contentment Corner is that blur going by out the window behind you at approximately 80 miles an hour. Are we not going to stop? Funny thing about Contentment Corner, they don't have a rail station. Just rails. That doesn't sound very funny. It's pretty funny from where I stand, having had my ear talked off by you since I punched your ticket 40 minutes ago. Can I just get off at the next stop? Sure. That'd be the end of the line, 240 miles due south of where you're headed. It's an Old West ghost town. They might rent you a horse, but then you run the distinct risk of it being a ghost horse. Well, do I have any other options? I suppose you could leap out of this moving train. Well, journey of a thousand steps begins with... One terrifyingly windy step! Sacagawea! Or you could just keep riding this train till it comes back around and stops at the town about three miles north of Contentment Corner. That's also an option. Be a pleasant walk. Oh, look at that. He's gone. I thought it had gotten quieter in here. Ow, 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 ow. Ow. June 21st, 1987. I have, after a fashion, arrived in what I think is the outskirts of Contentment Corner, North Dakota. It's pretty quiet out here, though. I expected more town in this town. Oh, here's my first new friend now. Hello, friend! Hey, let up for a minute. Did you hear that? I think someone's out here. You wouldn't want to compromise our shady deal now, would you? Dead look behind you business may be the third oldest trick in the American book, but it's the trick number one in old country. By my employer's reckoning, you owe 70,000 Tordovian Ruskals, which is, I checked slide rule earlier, about 68 American dollars. Really hope somebody invents an easier way to perform large calculations someday soon. I don't have that kind of money. I can probably rustle up half by the end of the week. And I got a deal working where I'll have a lot more than that soon after. I'm talking triple figures. I'm marrying a soap heiress when we're finished with this business meeting. Your soap money means nothing to me. I spit on your dirty clean money. My mouth is very dry. I was hoping to wet my whistle with the money you paid me. Wait, so do you want my money or not? The time for wanting is over. Now is the time where I beat you mercilessly with my pinnacle. I'm not sure I'm clear on this alternative payment method you're suggesting. Not pinnacle me. My English is a pet. Pa- pa- pauker? Pauker? Pauker. 
No, we torture you with Pauker later. Uh, blackjack, yes. I beat you with my blackjack. Aw, oh, come on, Dutch. You wouldn't whack my head with that thing, would you? If I showed up at my wedding with bruises on my pretty face. Oh, it's not your head I'll be whacking. Boss was very specific. This is a strictly knees and genitals job. My genitals. A werewolf. Well, they sure do grow their dogs big in this town. Also with pants on, apparently. I'm going to try to find someone to report this to. Someone not here. Well, well, I'm... I'm clear of that now, but the town is still weirdly empty. Where is everyone? What is that noise? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you standing there. Perhaps you should endeavor to be more perceptive during your perambulatory procedures. You're... You know what? You're right. I'm, I'm sorry, that was entirely my fault. I've been all turned around since I fell off of a train and then ran for my life when I saw... Ah, uh, but listen to me prattling on. Can you help me find... A scrap of meaning in this Icarus nihilist wonderland? But of course. I really just need a, uh, like a cab, a bus stop, maybe a map. Just like to be on my way if it's all the same. I, I have some place I need to not be. I mean, be. Some place I need to be. I'd venture that this wisp of smoke and pain we call existence needs neither your presence nor your activity to continue its dark work. But that's neither here nor there. Well, if I'm here, which I definitely am, I'd rather be there. Can you help me get there? But of course. Here is a crude rendering of the topographical and infrastructural features of this largely barren wasteland. And a compass. And an astrolabe. And a full set of surveying gear. And this golf pencil. For tiny notes, you see. But there's no eraser to conceal the shame of your errors. So don't fuck it up. Just the map. Thanks. I, I don't think I can fit all that in my inventory. Really? You'll lose it forever, you know. Lost to the yawning void. Alas. One more thing. Heed my warning, boy. The journey of a thousand steps begins with one step, which unfortunately escalates into the remaining 999 steps. It is inevitable. Like prostate cancer. I will keep that in mind as I very quickly take as many of these steps away from here as possible. What is that noise? Oh, you mean that auditory disturbance. Merely my cursed commemorative Newton's cradle, stained by the blood of an ancient Mayan priestess. On the night of her greatest failure, oh, he's gone. What a nice boy, and so attuned to this world's scars. It's probably safe to assume that wasn't a police officer. All right, now the map says the town square is one block this way, just past this ornamental drawing of a sea monster. Ornamental? Is that right? That doesn't sound right. Like, at all. That sounds like entirely the wrong word. I'll have to remember to look that up. Probably not going to remember to look that up. Hmm. I have to say, this is the cleanest town I have ever been to. It's probably due to the complete lack of people. Are any of these places open? Oh, ah, there's a light on at the library. Yes, a librarian's basically a cop, on a fundamental level. Well, they're both public servants. Hello? Is anybody, uh... Mister, you look like you've just seen a werewolf. Well, I'm not prepared to say that just yet. Big dog, maybe, or, um... 
Not a mountain cat. What do you get in those plains? Uh, uh, the savannah cat. Uh, gazelles? I don't think there are a lot of predatory gazelles here in North Dakota. I gotta be honest with you, kid. I'm not really clear what a gazelle is exactly. I kind of gathered that. I'm sorry. Where are my manners? I'm Aaron Fawcett. Vatican St. Corby. But like the big church in Rome? No, like the bird. Did you really see a werewolf? I'm not sure what I saw. Something definitely attacked something. I should probably, and I promise I mean no offense here, talk to someone who is not 12. Well, you could wait four months and six days and I'll be 13. That would make you incrementally more qualified, but I feel like this probably can't wait four months and six days. Okay, Vatican, this is everything we have on... Oh, hello, sir. I'll be with you in a moment. Everything we have on... Bears. Large bears. That is a not insubstantial stack of books on bears. Do you have a whole bear section down there? <laughs> it's okay, Miss Prim. Oh, Vatican, you're 12 years, 7 months, and 24 days old. I think you can start calling me Candida. All right, Candida. We've already broached the topic of werewolves. Have we? I mean, you said werewolf, but I wasn't prepared. This is unacceptable. Ms. Brimstone, there are a few people ahead of you, but if you'll just be patient... I'm sure they won't mind waiting. This is important. No, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, you go... Yeah, sure, you go ahead. Just like I said. Does she have horns on her head? Yes. And your shirt is torn to shreds and covered in mud. But we were polite enough not to say anything. I did just fall off a train. And that's your business. I didn't ask. It's not important. What seems to be the trouble? The trouble is this book. Yes, you checked out Are You There, Satan? It's me, Martha. And I believe it's two days overdue, so you also owe a dime on it. You call it. this a reference book? No, I call it young adult fiction. And I'm positive I there filed it no there. no truth in here about demons or the way they live. Certainly not the way they love. Not only is it factually inaccurate, but I'm expected to believe that this Martha has a crush on Azazel, the fifth lord of hell, when it would be clear to anyone that the correct match for her is the shy boy in the house adjacent to her house. You are expected to believe it. That's how novels work. You keep throwing around words like novel and fiction, but this book was clearly written by a demon. The prose style truly belies a penchant for human suffering, but the author seems more concerned with a several-paragraph description of this Azazel's eye color than with anything resembling an accurate portrayal of demonic culture. This might take a while. I kind of gathered that. I'm going to wait outside. I will also wait outside. She just walks around in a printed t-shirt and has... So, werewolves, demons... That sinister fellow with the top hat. Oh, you met the Tide Man? Yes, apparently I did meet the Tide Man. Is this why the town is empty? The monsters scared off or ate everyone? Have you ever seen the Twilight Zone? Why, are my glasses about to break? No, the real monster is usually man. That's... Ah! Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor. I... Mayor? Your mayor is a Dracula. Rude. What? Sir, I am a politician, but I take offense to that gross mischaracterization. We're not bloodsuckers or Draculas, as you have it. I resent your cynicism. I do my best to serve the people of this fair town, and I'm quite progressive on social issues, if you must know. What people? There aren't any people here. Probably because you have eaten them all. What? No. They're all at the wedding. I was just on my way there myself. Wedding? Whose wedding? The creature from the Blue Lagoon and the Bride of Frankenstein? No. Of my mother. Oh. I'll just be on my way, then. I saw somebody get attacked just outside of... I don't think he heard you. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to think it would be considered impolite to mention it anyway. You're probably right. If your mother's getting married, shouldn't you be there? I'm pretty sure the guy she's marrying is fooling around behind her back. Well, that's not good. I'm trying to figure out who he's fooling around with. That's why I got these books on lycanthropy. I think you mean adultery. No, I mean lycanthropy. Right, but that's werewolves. And now we've come full circle. Don't you mean full moon? 
Oh god, is it? <sighs> Wait, is that a lighthouse? In your town square. In this landlocked North Dakotan town. Yes. Also, yes. It's three o'clock. The wedding will be starting in a few minutes. Oh god, I was supposed to be at the radio station by two. You're the new DJ? Uh, program director, actually. But don't fire myself for not showing up. Good luck! I hope they have a shirt waiting for you there! It's very rude! The curse can also be obtained when a person passes three times through an arch made of birch with the help of a wild rose's spine. That seems needlessly complicated. While others can transform by simply wearing a wolfskin belt. That doesn't seem very likely. Or every person who owns a leather belt would be a were-cow. A full moon is not necessarily the only trigger for a werewolf's transformation. Some subspecies are known to transform at the solstice. Wait a minute. The solstice is the first day of summer. That's today! Vatican! The wedding's about to start! Shouldn't you be up there and dressed for a wedding and not carrying a bunch of books? Mm, Mom's one of those. I'm not trying to replace your father, parents. I totally guilted her into letting me opt out of the wedding. Also, I think the soap orphans make much better flower girls and bridesmaids, don't you? They are quite lovely now that you mention it. Your mother is always so kind to those poor children. How is it that there's so many of them? Soap factories are a lot more dangerous than people realize. Between the lye burnings, liquid soap drownings, and the usual industrial machinery manglings that you get with any heavily mechanized production facility. Such a tragedy. On the plus side, Contentment Corner does have the nicest smelling graveyard in the entire Midwest. Listen, you know that part of the wedding when they say, if anyone here has any objection? You have an objection? I do, yes. Very popular opinion today. The line forms over there. The line? Oh, jeez. Well, there's Zizix Jones. She's always trying to ruin my mother, so no surprise there. There's Clinton Fisher, the town contrarian. Of course he's here. And Jad Cortland? What do you object to at this wedding? Grandmother sent me. Ugh, that's your answer to everything. How many grandmothers do you have? Quiet, everyone! Oh, Mom, you look so beautiful. And you can do so much better than this guy. Apparently, that guy thinks so, too. Where's the groom? Jilted at the altar. That's gotta hurt. Oh, that hurt. Shut up, Jad. <sighs> Hello. Sorry I'm late, but, uh... I've no time for excuses, Mr. Fawcett. That's good, because I'm not sure you would have believed them anyway. When we agreed to relinquish control of this radio affiliate, I was under the impression it would be passing into steady hands. I may as well have handed it to my idiot son, who is ten years old. And let me be clear on this subject. An idiot... I'm sorry, sir. Honestly. And is that how you're going to dress? In tatters? We expect a certain formality here from our presenters. In fairness, I don't think they'll be able to hear my lack of tie over the radio. Who said anything about fairness? I will be listening, and I will know, Mr. Shord. So, um, where is my staff? You're it. This is a small market. We can't justify additional employees. And I'm not sure I'd trust you to manage them in any case. But... The file said the station's on the air 24 hours. A day. Yes, that's right. You can read. Well, when am I supposed to sleep? That sounds like a problem for the program director. Goodbye. June 21st, 1987. 
arrived for my first day as program director at SBFM. Great. Now I don't have a working tape recorder or a working shirt. That was the Melancholy Dandies with Don't Kiss Me or I Shall Surely Cry. The time is 7.35 and I just figured out how the baseball feed works, so we'll be joining that game already in progress. My sincerest apologies to anyone who feels like they missed out on those essential first seven hours of a baseball game. You're in luck. There are still six innings of indeterminate length to look forward to. Third inning, bases are loaded. Uh, you can't! Oh, uh, Vatican, hey. I brought you a quiche from the wedding. Man, if you ever wanted to definitively establish that it's 1987, there would be no better way than mentioning quiches. They also had these single-serving haggises. You are a lifesaver. I am so hungry I could eat single-serve haggises. So you didn't stop the wedding after all? Well, I was going to, but it seems to have taken care of itself, for now. Hey, uh, let me ask you something. Was it going to be something rude? Probably. Go ahead. Your mother, she wouldn't happen to be a soap heiress, would she? She owns and runs the soap factory that employs more than half of this town. Yes. I, um, I think I might be able to help you find that werewolf you're looking for. Episode 1 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Christy Brannan as Felicity Brimstone, Randall Cleveland as the conductor and Mayor Oscar Tyranus, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Terry Drozdak as Candida Prim, Brian Lynch as Jed Cortland, Joseph Ravenson as Dutch Concierge, Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett, Nicole Santora as Vatican St. Corby, Sabrina Snyder as Quinn Ambrosia, and Jason Wallace as Alistair Eventide and Lord Gordon of Nick Hall. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt, with Matt Robotham and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. My genitals. My genitals. Is that... <laughs> My genitals. Actually, that's better. Can you do that like, in that voice, though? I know that was, that's a hard, like... My genitals. I don't know if I can do both. <laughs> that's fine. It's, it's meant to be. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. My genitals. I actually like that. <laughs>